Hi, my name is Eugene, and welcome to my new podcast called The Best of the Best, where we will cover some of humanity's great inventions, not the inventions that everyone knows about, that, you know, completely changed the world, revolutionized the way we think, but the inventions that changed the world in its own little ways, but we also take for granted, and not a lot of people knows their history but it's important to cover so we can learn. And I will be explaining these subjects and diving into their past for anyone who wants to listen. So, you know, there's a saying that time always marches on, right? That's a good description of time. It constantly goes and never stops, and it just marches on like soldiers. They never stop and it's constant it's almost a reassuring constant in the world so humans have tried to measure it because they know that you know the sun comes up and it goes down and there must be a way of measuring what happens in between measuring out times for specific dates times for activities and meetings and such and so that's where clocks came in or the simplest version of clocks it takes 24 hours for the earth to completely revolve around the sun if you're standing on the same place on earth as you were 24 hours ago the sun would be almost in the same exact position as it is now so, with that in mind, it's really important to measure out this rhythm of the sun passing and the night, and yeah. So, that's why in 3500 BC, the Egyptians first created the obelisk, which was a way of measuring the s- sun, or more specifically, the shadows that the sun creates. The obelisk was a big stone pillar in a nice flat location that cast a shadow on specific points at the day from the sun and you could use and you could tell like when that shadow touched a certain point that would mark a certain time of the day. It's very simple, very rudimentary object in a way of measuring time, but it was effective for almost 2,000 years until in 1500 BC, also in Egypt, uh, the sundial emerged. So, the sundial is very similar to an obelisk. It's smaller, it still relies on the shadows of the sun, but it's more accurate because it's got set points sitting around it, and it casts a sharper, more precise shadow. It's not fuzzy because the sundial is closer to the ground, or the tip of the sundial is closer to the ground than the obelisk is. So, that was the most accurate clock uh, of the time. And also emerging around that time in Egypt was the water clock, which was another type of clock that uh, used the regular dripping of water through a narrow opening to measure time. They accumulated the water in a reservoir where a float carrying a pointer rose and marked the hours 
the Greek Greeks used this and called it the klepsidra, which is ancient Greek for water thief, and it was a very another very simple clock, but it was a little bit more reliable than the shadow clock because it could be used when there were clouds when you couldn't see the sun and it was just a more practical way of measuring time. Another early type of clock was the candle clock which emerged from China in 520 AD. They used the speed at which a candle burns to measure time. Uh, so for example uh, after three hours a candle burning at a steady rate would be this tall and so when a candle reached that height you could tell that three hours had elapsed and so uh, that's how some people measured time and it was it's kind of as reliable as the water clock uh, you just had to have a candle in a controlled environment with no wind rain and it uh, with the same type of candle as always same composition so it would burn at the same rate it's kind of hard to control, but still, it's a practical way of measuring time. And in the 11th century, the hourglass was created most mostly for uh, sea journeys, right? Because you couldn't have the candle or the water clock on at sea because the rocky rocking of the ship could affect the accuracy. But the hourglass, which used sand that kind of sprinkled through small opening in a glass tube, it was more reliable at sea. It could be used night or day, rain or shine, and it never strayed from the amount of time it took for the grains of sand to uh, fall completely through the hourglass. So it was a good way of uh, telling time at sea, which you could, which you need to tell time at sea to how many days you've been at sea, um, what time to do certain things like meals and cleaning of the decks, and it just helped uh, exploration. So the first mechanical clocks, the clocks we know and love, the you know the circular gear tick-tock clocks, right? They were invented in 14th century by a bunch of monks, monks that were probably bored of you know prayer and gardening, so they decided to make a complex mechanical uh, contraption. They were still pretty inaccurate because. They broke down a lot. They were hard to maintain and build, and the gears were uh, easily wore away because they were uh, wooden. But the invention of the spring-powered clock, a type of mechanical clock that was created in the early 1500s, made these mechanical clocks more accurate. They, the spring-powered clock, used the springs to measure and to regulate the gear gear turning. But they also had their faults because, as over time, the sp spring unwound and the clock eventually became faulty. These mechanical clocks were pretty, you know, pretty expensive, pretty hard to create, and so only the elites had them. The, they were a precious commodity that not a lot of people could afford in the uh, poor 
Middle Ages. So eventually these clocks were made more accurate and more accurate with metal gears, uh, better springs, you know, more accurate ratios of gears and such uh, until they were uh, very, very accurate. And so they stayed like this. They stayed with the mechanical clocks with gears for uh, until the 1900s when they started the, the quartz clock emerged which used quartz and the decay of quartz at a constant rate to measure how much time had elapsed. It was a common commonly used in like wristwatches at the time and it was very much more uh, accurate than you know the typical mechanical clock. So the next big revolution in clock making came uh, in 1949. Previously very smart physicists had uh, surmised that using a clock that measured time using the constant decay of you know of radioactive materials would be very accurate down to the hundredth of a millisecond. These are called the atomic clocks, right? And the first one was built in 1949 uh, at the Nas U.S. National Bureau of Standards, now known as the NIST. It was less accurate than the common quartz clock, but it proved, it was a proof of concept that showed that the atomic clocks were actually possible. The first uh, accurate atomic clock, which used uh, cesium-133, the cesium-133 atom, uh, was built by Lewis Essen and Jack Perry in 1955 at the National Physical Laboratory in the UK. Cesium is a radioactive material, and so it's constantly emitting particles. And these particles are measured, and it shows how much time has elapsed because the particles are coming off at a very specific constant rate, much like time. And the first commercial atomic clock was the Atomicron, manufactured by the National Company. It, people could buy it, but it was mainly government because it's a dangerous clock with like, uh, spews radiation. Uh, but it's been made safer and safer over the years to protect researchers. These atomic clocks, they are used as primary standards for international time, and they control the wave frequency of television broadcasts as well as GPS. Uh, three very important um, concepts in which, which uh, kind of run our world, you could say, international world time and GPS and these television broadcasts, thanks to the atomic clock, this is possible. This extremely accurate clock really changed the world. And so there hasn't been any other type of clock created since. This is the most accurate clock. And you have to wonder, if you can use physics to create a clock, what else can you make? What lies in the future for timekeeping? Can we 
shave off even the slightest inaccuracies in our atomic clocks today so we can be the most accurate uh, society we can where inaccuracy of time is not an issue but rather how we spend it these are questions that we can think about uh, as our future progresses and gets closer and closer because this atomic clock will not always be the best of the best forever more inventions will come along and change the world even more thank you for listening this has been Eugene McCarty and I will see you in the next episode